Welcome to the Hardy Mom Podcast. My mom has tips and tricks to help you live well with health challenges. She'll even tell you how to get your kids to help out. Wait, what? What if I told you you could have a great relationship with your teens and tweens? Well, you can. I'm Jen Hardy, and I've got seven kids. Five of them have already gone through that phase, and I have learned along the way some great tips to keep those relationships not only good, but flourishing. And I want you to have the same thing, because our culture teaches us that it's not possible, but I want you to know that it is. You are raising some great children. Keep up that relationship. And if you look at different cultures of the world, not all cultures have this crazy teenage rebellion that we have in the United States. And I'm going to encourage you to treat your children and your tweens and your teens as though that's not even a thing. Now, I realize they're also being taught that it is their job to rebel and be rude and do all those things and a lot of shows they watch and everything have that sort of behavior in it. So it makes it really hard. But it really doesn't have to be that way in your house. And I'm going to start by telling you the fruits of the Spirit, because if you keep these in mind, maybe post them, it might be easier to focus on our behavior. And before I list those, I'm going to tell you some advice that I got when my daughter, she is now 28 She was six and we butted heads all the time. She, I was not her preferred parent. She did not want to be around me. She did not want to talk to me when she didn't have to. We just had this thing with our personalities. And I had pulled my older daughter out of school and I was going to homeschool my younger one. I was talking about homeschooling my younger daughter, who was six at the time. And I was talking to somebody who was a homeschooling mom of four, and she had had all this experience. And I said, you know, she and I just don't get along. I don't know what the deal is. I need to pray. I'm praying that she comes around. And the woman looked at me and she said, that should never be your prayer. If you have an issue with someone, you need to pray that you come around. You pray for yourself and God's going to take care of the rest. And that really struck me. And at first, I wasn't a fan of it. But I went home and I thought about it. And I thought, Oh, my gosh, you know what? She's right. I'm the adult. This is my child. It is my job to make sure that things go right. And so I started praying, Dear God, please soften my heart to this child. Because clearly, it's, I'm the adult, I'm the mom. And if there's some sort of an issue, then it's my job to take care of it. And suffice it to say that within a few months, she and I had connected. We are so close to this day. We talk almost every day, even though she doesn't even live in my state. It is amazing. And so if you're having a conflict with one of your children, I'm going to tell you right now, it is your job to pray. Now, am I saying that they can be rude and disrespectful and whatever? No, that is not what I'm saying. But what I am saying is pray for you. Pray for you that you... God shows you the way to reach that child because God can do all things. Okay, so this fruit of the spirit, I highly encourage you to print this out and put it maybe on your bathroom mirror or on your nightstand so that you can look at it 
And remember, this is how we're supposed to be. I don't think that printing it out and putting it on your child's door and saying, you're not this way, you need to be like this. I wouldn't recommend that. I would recommend you do it for yourself and let them catch you doing the right thing. Okay. And you behave this way. And I I promise, I promise it is going to rub off and it's going to be okay. And if you're not having a problem with your teen, then that's awesome. But maybe you can share this with somebody who is. Okay, so the fruit of the spirit, love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Galatians 5, 22 to 23. Okay, when you're dealing with tweens or teens, when you're dealing with another human, it doesn't matter how old they are, all of these things should come into play every single time. And you might say, hey, uh, sometimes we argue in our house and everything gets riled up and it's really hard for me to stay thinking about those things. And so my number one tip for this episode is, drumroll, do not engage. Do not engage in an argument. Okay, you're the parent, you decide what does and doesn't happen in your household. And if your child doesn't like what you're saying and keeps arguing with you, do not respond and continue to argue. Now, I do not believe in giving the silent treatment. I will talk about that in a later episode. Um, I just really believe in keeping the lines of communication open, but it's okay for you to take a time out. You can take five minutes, an hour, or even a day until you can have a calm discussion about that topic. So you can say to them, let's talk about this later when we're both calm. It stops the argument and shows your child that you're willing to listen, but not be yelled at. And that's something to encourage you with. Tell them, I do want to talk to you about this, but neither one of us is is handling this in a proper way. And we need to take a time out. Okay. And you can do it. I promise. Now, what if you're talking about something that's urgent and they really need you to make a decision right then and they don't like what you're saying? Well, you're the parent and you're, you're just going to have to go with your gut. But if it's something that you can put off, then definitely you're going to want to put that off until everybody can take a break. Okay. So one of your jobs is to teach your child how to have discussions without yelling. This is a skill that is going to help them through their whole life, okay? Because fighting in your home, it isn't just taking away from your ability to relax and enjoy your family. It is bad for your health. The Mayo Clinic has a great article on the ways chronic stress puts your health at risk, and I'm going to put the link in that. But here's some of the things that they say that chronic stress can cause and see if any of these sound familiar. Anxiety, depression, digestive problems, headaches, muscle tension and pain, heart disease, heart attack, high blood pressure, sleep problems, weight gain, memory and concentration. You get the picture, okay? So if you are constantly arguing with people in your home, those are some of the things that can happen. So if you have already got a health issue and you're adding tons of stress, you can clearly see where that's going to lead you, okay? And you're also teaching your child that that is normal, healthy behavior, and it is not healthy behavior. And unfortunately, it's normal in a lot of households, but you can help it stop. So when you're both ready for a calm discussion, 
You're going to sit down and look each other in the eye and you're going to take turns talking and listening until you work it out. Sometimes your child just needs to be heard. Sometimes you might need to go outside your comfort zone and let them have their way. Sometimes you're going to need to say that you're the parent and things are going to be your way in your house. And this is one of those times. And you're going to know which one it is with better clarity if you're calm. Now, you have a chronic health issue and you already don't feel well, or maybe it's not something that makes you sick, but you just, you struggle a little bit. Okay, the less arguing you have around you, the better. And that just, like I said, goes for your kids. So here's a few things for you to try. Okay, work on better communication. If you aren't really good at that, then learn how. Okay, there's a lot of different places out there that can teach you to communicate better. Okay, number two, understand that your child has his or her own needs and viewpoint. And the older they are, the more different from yours they might be. You may or may not appreciate that. You may or may not like the way they're going. But yelling at them and constantly arguing with them is not going to help them come around to your viewpoint. It's actually going to do the opposite. Now, something that I didn't realize until I married Dave, and you probably know it already, but sometimes people can have opposite ideas and they can both be right. And conversely, neither one is wrong. When I was raised, I was raised that my parents' ideas were the right way. Anything that deviated from that was wrong. If it came from like moral things that are big or little things like how to wash a dish or load the dishwasher, there was absolutely no deviation from what they said. And it is very freeing to realize there are a lot of ways to do a lot of things. There are some biblical truths that are that are right or that are wrong, and those are not up for discussion. But when it comes to other little things, give yourself and your child some leeway. Okay? Now, in another episode, I'm going to talk about expectations and how that word can destroy a relationship, but it's really important that you don't have unspoken expectations of each other. If you have an expectation of your child, let them know what it is so they don't disappoint you and ask them, what do you expect of me in this situation? You might not like what they have to say, but let them say it. And and if it doesn't work for you, tell them why. It's so important that they know why we say what we say. And we just don't say because I said so, especially when they get older. Yes, sometimes they just have to listen, but you need to let them know because if they don't know the whys of decision making, how are they going to make their own good decisions when they grow up? Okay, now here is a very important thing. Catch your child doing things right. When you're not in the middle of the argument, watch for things to praise them for. I heard a thing, oh my goodness, when my oldest daughter was in preschool, all I knew about parenting was what I didn't want to do. I legitimately had no idea how to be a decent parent. And so I took all kinds of parenting classes and did all these different things until I got to the point where I could teach these classes because I needed to know how to do this. And one of the really things that stuck in my mind was when your child is little, like a toddler, you say one negative thing for every 10 positive things. But they've done studies that show that once your child is a teenager, you say one positive thing for every 10 negative things that you say. Did you hear that? Do you tell your child 10 negative things and one positive thing? 
Does that just blow your mind? Oh my goodness. See, I knew that when my kid was little. So when she grew up, I really worked on that. And sometimes as children get older and we live with young adults, it is easier to say negative things, but catch them doing things right. And sometimes keep your mouth shut when they're doing things wrong, if it's not a big thing. Okay? Don't belittle what they say, just because they're not an adult. And if you say things like, you'll change your mind when you grow up, or I thought that when I was your age too, but now I know better. No, no, no. That negates the value of anything they say. And it automatically puts them on the defensive. Think of how you felt when you were that age. You didn't want people saying that that you were dumb and you didn't know anything and you wouldn't until you were 40. You know, give your kids some credit. Okay. And the final thing, the most important thing, this is so huge. Be willing to listen, listen, listen. You might not always agree with their viewpoint, okay? But they're you're, they're going to be more willing to hear what you have to say if you listen to them. I am telling you, if you continually talk over them and tell them that they're wrong and tell them that when, when they grow up, they'll change their mind, they're going to shut down, Okay. So having respectful conversations, even with opposing viewpoints, is going to make everyone feel better. And it's going to allow for more open, honest communication. So when it comes to us and our older kids and all of our kids, we don't always share the same viewpoint about everything. Okay, there's seven children and two adults. And now there's spouses and significant others. We do not share the same viewpoint about everything. Some of them don't share many things with us. And sometimes we have very spirited discussions about things, especially things that we're each passionate about. But we know when one of those discussions gets too intense, and that it's time to take a break. And usually I'm the one who will say, it's time to take a break. And yes, some people think that that's weak. And they say, oh, you can't handle whatever. No, no, you are actually being the strong person when you say, we need to revisit this later. Okay, so your challenge today is twofold. I need you to decide not to engage with arguments and not just with your older children, but with everybody. You don't need to waste your sanity on arguing. Okay, when it comes to your kids, I want you to sit down with them or maybe even others who argue with you too, and talk about how you plan on handling conflicts of opinion in the future so that they know what's coming, okay? And number two, listen, listen, listen. That is the most important thing for any age of your children. Just let them know that they're heard. Let them know why you don't agree if you don't agree and keep those communication lines open because the older they get, the more things that are going to come up for them that may not be exactly in line with your thinking. And if they know you're just going to yell at them if they have a different opinion, they might not, they might stop talking to you about anything important at all. And as someone who has gone through that and is currently going through that, I'm not going to lie to you. It's hard. So some of the things I share with you are going to be pain points for me because I've made some bad decisions when it comes to parenting. And if you've been a parent for any length of time, you're going to know that if you could go back, there's always going to be things that you would do different. And all I can do is learn from my mistakes, move forward, 
share the good things and the bad things with you. Because girl, I don't want you to make the mistakes I made. And I want you to take the great things and run with them. Because if you do, if you do, things are going to go great for you. You have been entrusted with these beautiful people. They love you. They look up to you. And no matter how much they push you away, they want to be wanted by their mother. They want to be heard by their mother. And they want to be with you. And they love you. If they haven't told you that today, I'm going to say it for them. Because they do. You never stop loving your mom. I hope that you have a beautiful blessed week and spend some time in prayer, praying for your children, praying that God will show you how you can be a better mom because we could all be a better mom. I do the same thing. Okay. And you are going to love your kids forever and they're going to love you forever. And they're the best gift you will ever get. Have a blessed week. Your health challenge, girl, I get it. Feeling anxious, depressed, don't you sweat it. You felt alone with no one to go to. Finally, someone is here who gets you. So premenopausal or postpartum, all stages of womanhood, girl, we've got them. I've been there, I've done that too. With a hearty mom podcast, yeah, I'm here for you. That will help you There's advice from experts and in interviews Find time to be with your kids and family I can help you get it done easily So premenopausal or postpartum All stages of womanhood, girl, we've got them I've been there, I've done that too With a hearty mom podcast, yeah, I'm here for you